0: What up guys, it's Gary, Uh, but you know that, you know my voice at this point, you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, Before today's podcast, you've been hearing a ton from me about VaynerMedia's uh, one day strategy product called 4Ds, the Daily Digital Deep Dive. I've been pontificating, I've been excited about it, but my voice is only part of the equation. You've been hearing from me, here's people that have actually lived it.
1: Hey everyone, it's Paul Gibson uh, in the UK, in my back garden bringing you my story of uh, the 4D experience, which was amazing, to say the least. Uh, Probably a lot like uh, many of you, uh, when the opportunity came up, I was thinking, man, that's expensive. Um, Looking at the cash flow and everything, I was thinking, can we do this? Uh, But deep down, it it felt right. I'd followed some of Gary's content for a while. Um, I'd been implementing. I'm one of the 1%, just like you guys during uh, the day was just incredible. All the guys on the, on the, um, the day uh, in exactly the same spot really um, knowing deep down that there's the world is changing and wanting to be a part of that uh, and be at the forefront of what you're doing um, and that passion comes through from all the guys on the 4D. So on the day you meet with a senior team um, all experts and passionate about what they do um, I was sat in there just feeling pure validation all the way through, and um, that I'm on the right path. This is the way I want to go. This is what I want to do. Um, and and when obviously you spend a couple of hours with Gary, uh, and a one to one on your business, um, that's just incredible. Um, he's a nice guy, no different to what you see day in day out on the Daily V. Um, a really warm, nice guy and uh, when you see the whites of his eyes and he's discussing your business that's that's pretty special it uh, certainly was for me uh, but what's most interesting is, is how it's affected me afterwards um, and coming home on the train I, I pretty much felt like I was in the matrix um, the size of the land grab and opportunity just dawned on me when I had some um, minutes of process the day um, and uh, the enormity of the the things that that i could do with my own business and i started from day one um we're a product business we've got eyewear uh, so glasses sunglasses even monocles check us out monocle madness um we're a product-based business um and we've dabbled in social but uh, recognizing that we really need to uh, go head first and all in um, and that the experience and getting the blueprint on the day to apply so our business model um, has just changed things dramatically. So from taking that expensive uh, gamble in the beginning in monetary terms, what did it do? Well, I made three decisions based on the experience. Um, uh, one was to drop quite a major license that we developed product for, which was quite expensive because we um, I need to build our own brand. And I knew that going in, um, but Gary reaffirmed that in no uncertain terms. Um, so that's now what we're doing. So um, that sort of investment for us. I've got back tenfold within a month just on some of the decisions that I've made. And we're now not just a product business, but a media business. <laughs> no no surprise there. So I've already uh, interviewed. We've got two guys. Uh, one girl who's 19. Uh, one, guy, one guy who's 18. Uh, Carla, she started with us a week ago. Uh, creative, she's just... Uh, already awesome um, which is good lots of energy and uh, definitely knows what she wants to do so I went with my gut with Carla and uh, a guy called Cam starting with us he's gonna be more uh, less creative and dealing in post and dueling and all that sort of thing uh, via lots of channels uh, so we're in the brand building game now and in the media game uh, and I'd like to thank the 4d experience for making my path over the next five to ten years as clear as mustard. Um, If you're thinking about the four Ds, (laughs) don't. Just do it, Uh, just like everything else in life. uh, Go with uh, what's in your dome, as Gary would say, and uh, there's no real chance to take.
0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
2: Because we're going to be legends. If you don't know Gary...
0: Before we do that... Let's clap it up for this day. How nice is this? That's the real star of the show. Forget the panels, the sun came out.
2: And that brings us to our first question. Yes. Gary talks about knowing his audience. Yes. There's a varied group of, of attendees here corporates, yes. maybe some kids. Yep. And we're cursing.
0: Yeah, I always curse. I, I like know. cursing.
2: We've talked about this. Yes. If you could prevent it, would you?
0: I mean, look, I've been on TV 200 times. I haven't cursed. I understand it's inappropriate. And I'm not unaware that like 20 people just now were like, oh, that's off color. I don't like that. And I respect that. I'm not, I, I have empathy for how I'm consumed. It's just when I see this many people, I default into that. I default into my Jersey stuff. I default into what Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor did that I was obsessed with as a kid. So that's just what happens. And at some level, and I think a lot of you know this, Like, at some level in life, whether you got lucky like I did at a very young age, or when you're 90, or somewhere along the line, you start realizing that it's not about who cares what other people think. It's if you feel good about your intent and don't think you're trying to do something wrong, you have to let the chips fall where they fall. And so for me, that's what It's it is. It's, it's, I'm not upset or disappointed or confused why somebody doesn't like the bravado or the cursing. I just, ha- I just have made a choice that I don't. I'm not trying to do anything wrong. It's how I communicate, and and you just have to move forward.
2: And I'm not criticizing you. I'm thinking about there are strategic relationships of potential opportunities. I know how to here. make
0: money. I'm never scared of losing money.
2: Have you ever lost a deal because of the language?
0: One hundred percent. Yes. Yes.
2: Didn't care. Nope. Where are you from, originally? Because
0: it's a net net score, yeah. right? Like I think you know this is a good thing for a lot of the entrepreneurs and business people out here. Way too many people play in what's only in front of them without understanding the net net score. So seven years ago I started an agency that was selling people something they didn't want. It wouldn't have been hard for me to figure out how to sell PR or television or SEO, but I didn't want to because I knew where the puck was going. I knew where social was going. And so I was okay with losing deal after deal after deal in 2009, 10, 11, which I did because I knew I was affecting the people in the room with my thesis, and I knew that I was gonna be right. And now in 2016, 17, 15, a lot of those same people who laughed me out of the room, who thought I was wrong, are coming back and giving me a lot of money because I played out to be right. So in the net net of a decade, I won, even though maybe I lost in that year or two or three.
2: So you have the good fortune of being more right than wrong. Yes. Most people are more wrong than right.
0: That's why I'm sitting up here. <laughs>
2: Ha, ha, and that's just true. Like, yeah, like that's the game.
0: Like, that's the game. Like, that's right. By the way, and you know what I love? That if I do my videos and spew my s and for the next two years, I'm just wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Then I don't deserve to sit up here. Like, and so I love the meritocracy of that. Like, I'm not sitting up here because I'm cute or I'm cool. I'm sitting up here because I've been right enough and I bring people value in that rightness if they decide. I've had 40 people in the last month email me that they've made tens of thousands of dollars being a Snapchat filter designer when they had eight bucks in their bank account. That's why they want to drive from Philly and see me. Right, like, like that's why, not because, like, not because I'm clever, because I realize that if I can bring more value than I take back in return, that I'm valuable. And I think that people are way too short-sighted and are looking for short-term results and are not looking to provide that and are looking at it from what's in it for me and that's just not how I see it because I don't think business is a one-year game. If I did, by the way, let me save you time. If you start seeing my behavior cashing in and trying to extract, then you know that I've decided in 24, 36 months, it's a wrap. Right? That I don't need it anymore. But like doing the right thing up front always brings long-term value. So
2: tell people when, it, I mean you had a book launch, right? Like yep. You, you, there, was, there was a lot of lead up to, yes. to the jab. I was selling hard for three, four months. Tell people about the, if they haven't read the book, in, in a minute or less, what's the jab and when, when's the appropriate time to bring the right hook?
0: Oh, so you mean jab, 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 right hook? Yeah. You know, it's a thesis I believe in. Give value, give value, give value. And then ask. I think a lot of you out there um, that do know my stuff Some of you have confused it as give, 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 and then take. I've had a lot of people ask me why they didn't convert, and when I look at their tactics, it's because they're trying to take. They're not asking. So for me... If you've watched every video that was free, if I emailed you back four times, if I responded to you six times on social, if I shook your hand four times here, and then book number five comes out and you decide not to spend that $18, I'm not crippled by that. Because I don't think any of my actions that I'm doing entitle me to anything from you. I think what they entitled me to is a solid ask that feels appropriate, but if I convert... That's really up to the quality of what I'm delivering for you at that moment. And I think that way too many people are entitled. I think way too many people are entitled. I think way too many people complain. It just is what it is. The market doesn't care, right? Like the market, the game doesn't care where you grew up or your mom didn't do this for you or you don't have any good developers around you or it just doesn't care. It's the market and you have to adjust to that. And so I equally do that. When you're at the top or doing well, you're only as good as your last step at bat. It doesn't matter that I've been good at business for 20 years. If I suck in 2017 and 18, I'm going to lose.
2: So there's a, you know, the, the whole ethos of Propeller yes. is what we say idle ideas don't fly, right? And there's a lot of people who I wonder are sitting in maybe a cubicle and watching your stuff, getting all fired up, but not taking their ideas to the next level. What do you tell those guys? Some of those guys, by the way, feel like maybe they can't take the risk. Maybe they've got young kids at home. They don't have the the financial wherewithal.
0: I tell them that I respect them and I understand. And I tell them to do the best job they can to try to feel what it might feel like in 30 or 40 years if they don't at least try. I think regret is the scariest feeling. And I think think if you really analyze 70, 80, 90-year-olds that lost a lot of money, don't have a lot of money versus ones that are okay but have a lot of regret of never going for it, it's a pretty interesting conversation. Even the cameraman here is giving me a little love. On that. Like, it's an interesting conversation that when I look at an 80-year-old who was middle class but loaded with regret because he didn't have the guts to go for it versus somebody who didn't have a lot of money and had a struggle and things of that nature, Like, it's just funny. The person with regret feels more in pain and, and, and I try to talk about that because... You know, I just think it's real. And then, you know, I had a video recently go quite crazy on Facebook um, that I was talking to 22 to 25-year-olds. I think it's extremely practical to be high risk in the first five years out of college, even with debt sitting there. Because at 27, 28, you're more than welcome to get that standard stable job and just chip away with it. But at that first five years, you can go after all your dreams and ambitions and thoughts and needs. And so, it's an interesting theme what people react to Um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with regret and I think my intuition about being an old soul and spending time with older demo people has given me some vibe that makes me say It doesn't matter what you think when you're 20, 30, 40. It matters, but you're making decisions on how you think you're gonna feel at 60 and 70 and if you actually listened to 60 and 70 and 80 year old people, it's just not how it plays out. So why don't you figure that out and reverse it back?
2: What do you think about the, the, you know, startups are hot right now. you got a lot of young kids and, and older people raising capital. But what do you think, you know, do you think it's over-celebrated?
0: Uh, it's, it's definitely over-celebrated.
2: Welcome to Propeller.
0: Like, 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 it's the most over-celebrated thing going on right now. Like, yo, I'm a founder. Cool. Like, you raised a lot of money. You've never accomplished anything. Like, like, I'm an entrepreneur is like saying I sing songs, right? Like, but do you make money singing songs? Are you Beyonce? Like just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean anything. And everyone's like, yo, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, cool, are you a winning entrepreneur? Are you a money making entrepreneur? Like will you be an entrepreneur in four years when the economic meltdown comes? Or are you gonna be working at JP Morgan? So I'm a, I think, ugly. I think a lot of people I just met will be out of business because they don't have a business. They have an idea and they're trying to raise money. Money's getting tighter. It's about to get real tight in the next five to ten years. Nobody knows it could happen tomorrow, but it's coming. There's a lot of indicators of like China's propelling up the global economy like like faking it. Like It's coming. It's coming. And, and so if you're in the audience right now with your startup, I'm going to give you one really good piece of advice I truly believe it is. Start figuring out how to make money. Because if you're sitting right now and you burn and your life depends on raising your next round or your first round, you are extremely vulnerable. And I highly recommend, and I don't care how bright the sun is shining, and I don't give a <laughs> how delicious the Red Bull tastes. You better get real practical right now cause if,
2: because it's coming down.
0: Because, let me tell you why. Because you have to understand what happens next. And this is happening, generally, this happens every 10 years. What happens next is, you go and get a job. Like, 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 like Stop being not practical. And then, I mean, like, it's just unbelievable. And there's plenty of people with jobs, and I'm not saying, I mean, I love jobs. I've always had a job. Like, b- being the founder of a business that doesn't make money is losing, not winning. Until you've turned it into making money, you're losing, and all of you think you're winning. Why? Because you said you were a f- founder.
2: Let's talk. So, listen. Let's dig in on that, though, because I know one of the things you love to reference is one of your early calls that Instagram was, was a cheap buy, right?
0: Yes, that I took a lot of f- heat. That it That's was a right. billion dollars. I was stupid. I don't know what the f- I'm talking about.
2: And how much revenue did they bring in when they were bought? Zero. Exactly. So, how do you differentiate? Like, there are guys out there. Was-
0: 100 million people using it in four minutes. Yeah. You got 100 million users on your
2: app. But it starts with one. It if you starts... do,
0: good, you won. I, come talk to me, I'll give you more money.
2: I love getting Gary fired of No, keep... but
0: I mean, wh- what's the difference between Instagram and my 100 million yeah, users yeah, of the product?
2: They started with one. You got like
0: four. Yes, they started with one, but in four minutes, they had 50,000, That Like, you've been at it for 18 months and nobody gives a. It's time to rethink that.
2: But that's the heart of my question. For people here who have ideas that don't have built-in revenue models, how long do they go before they say, you know what, I'm not Instagram.
0: I'm not Nostradamus, I have no idea. Here's what I know. I know that that the first thing you should do is stop lying to yourself. I wish I was the quarterback of the New York Jets in 6'4". Guess what, I'm not. And way too many people here are hoping and dreaming that they're an entrepreneur. If you are in your mid to late 20s or older, and you've never really made money, and I mean slinging blow pops in sixth grade, I mean burning music on a CD and flipping it, I mean ghetto and entrepreneurship. and now you're 26 and you've never really made money, you're in trouble. Like, you've gotta understand who you are. Guess what? The 41st person that worked for Facebook made a. Load more money than most anybody else there's way too many of you sitting on the grassy knoll right now that would be unbelievable number fours sevens 18s 32s and could make a lot of money be happy have great work-life balance not deal with the insane pressure and the suicidal thoughts and the depression and, the and I don't want to everybody in my family said it wasn't going to work now it's not going to work they're going to be right and I'm gonna have to eat that for the rest of my life all that if you just deployed some self awareness up front and didn't get romanced by entrepreneurship being the cool thing. And I'm very passionate about that because right now it's all fine and ha ha, Gary's making funny jokes. Yeah, he's saying it straight cool. You have to understand, there's an enormous amount of pain on the back end of this, it's real. It's, it's emotional pain, it's financial pain, and that scares me, and I wanna talk about it because it's real, and it's not because I'm right or because I'm winning and you can't, it's because it's data. Just look what's happening. Look what's happening. Every trend of what's getting funded, who's winning, who's going out of business, looks exactly like the early 2000s, looks exactly like the mid-2000s. Like it's here, it's here. And just like every other time, it's one event. It's one big startup that none of us think could go out of business closes its doors, right? It's one report that scares every VC out of their skin. And, it, and that's it. And so, it's not like, go get a job, you suck. It's how practical are you? Like, are you just dreaming?
2: How many people, of, of the number, of I mean, I, every time we've met, there's a line out the door of people want to pitch you ideas. How many of those, percentage-wise, are good? Do you think are, are investable or have legs?
0: 1%.
2: And that sounds high. So, what do those other 99 guys do?
0: I mean, listen, you have to understand, just because you're a human being doesn't mean you're entitled to be a successful entrepreneur. They do what everybody else does in every genre. You want to be an NFL player, and an NBA player, you try, you're not good enough, you do something else. You want to be a famous actor, you go to LA, you wait tables, you try to be on a show, it doesn't happen, you do something else. I don't know what they do, like something else, but they're not gonna build a million dollar business. Guys, do you know how many million dollar businesses are actually built that sustain? Like the data is not in our favor and I'm not trying to be cloudy in this sun. I'm trying to save people some money and some heartache and create some upside. This is just practicality. Like it's, it's just data, we're not talking about it. And listen, a lot of you know my spiel. I'm not excited to talk about this. I'm happy-go-lucky, I'm positive, I'm crush it. But I'm telling you the truth, it's just here right now. And, and what that means, by the way, let me explain. A lot of you have businesses that actually could be successful. The problem is you have 17 employees when you should have five. A lot of you have businesses that could be successful but you want to have a nice office, right, in Soho instead of being somewhere Right? Like a lot of you can have businesses that are successful but you come to a propeller and waste time instead of building your business.
2: What, what, what? No, 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 not that last part.
0: <laughs> that last part and all the other like, are you building a business? Like, you better work tomorrow. And the only reason some of you will is because it's going to rain. Because if it was like this today, tomorrow, you'd all be somewhere. And, and that's just losing. And that's happening at scale.
2: So, let's talk, so look, right? One of the things that I promise people here is that we will help save them time in building their businesses from listening to guys like you and the hundred other speakers that we have. Okay. So I'd argue that point a bit. Because I do think you need to stay connected and stay educated and stay on your A-game. Yes, but,
0: but you have to have a foundation of something.
2: But there's a million entrepreneurs, All, right? Yes. How, I mean, how, how many 25-year-olds come up to you with a, with a cool idea looking for a check and thinking that they're going to go buy this fancy Soho office? Of
0: course. And by the way, a good percentage of them are going to win. I hope you're sitting there and getting mad at me and saying, this guy. And I can't wait to get your email saying, oh, you said I wasn't going to win a Propeller. I built a $100 million business. Respect. Great. I want that. I hope every person looking at my face right now wins everything. Money, life, health. Great. I want that more than anybody. Why not? Be the greatest. I just think there's an enormous lack of practicality right now.
2: All right. Let's move in, in the positive direction. Somebody's that was got an positive. Idea. Somebody, that
0: was the positive let's direction. Let's move
2: more in the positive direction. That was the uh, this positive. us follow up on, on that and keep that train going.
0: I think that's positive. Instead of people pontificating here like, yeah, we're all going to do it.
2: This is straight. Unfortunately, I most people here negative. aren't going to... I think gonna, that's horse. Yeah, that's the whole point here, right? Expose people to what works and what doesn't work so that they can fail faster. Okay. So if somebody here has an idea, yes. step one. Build when, it. When do they fund it? When do they call you? When never. do they go to VaynerRC? As, uh,
0: never if they can pull it off. Why give up your business if you can build it? Build an app and get a job on a side hustle and make money and put it back into your business. It's easy to raise money. And what's funny is a lot of you are like, I'm struggling. Well, then you really suck.
2: Struggle's real. When yeah. was the last time you were depressed about entrepreneurship? Never. Never?
0: No, because I, that, it's my calling. It's the only thing I ever wanted. It was why I was depressed in school my whole life. This was the game I was born for. This is all I know. I would suffocate if I couldn't do this. I love when bad days are... Yesterday was a day. The like 21 hours... Hey, how was Yesterday? Like, so many bad things happened yesterday. Yesterday was like, on, on like, like terrible. But I love business it or personal business. But like, it's great. Like, it's much better than doing something that I don't want to do.
2: But I mean, there must be times when maybe you don't feel depressed, but you feel the struggle, right? You feel like yesterday.
0: The struggle?
2: How you, what every I'm, second. Right. So you wake day. up today, right? What keeps you going? What keeps you jumping out of bed?
0: I have no other option. This is my oxygen. I wasn't into other shit like you were. This is all I ever knew. I pick flowers and sell it at four. Lemonade. My hobby in the summer was washing people's cars. For
2: how many money. people here did stuff like that? Wash cars, lemonade stands, hack at school.
0: And so you know, like that's how they're wired, like me. Like that's all you knew. Like my brain never thought like, oh, let's go play Nintendo. My brain was like, yo, let's go buy a Nintendo and sell it. I'm gonna rent cartridges. Like that's just all I've ever knew. I don't have another gear. I'm. Basic. I'm one-dimensional.
2: I so I mean I think that's awesome. I think that's why you're so celebrated, right? But there's a lot of people here who aren't wired that way, and I don't think we. And they're dis- lucky. Right?
0: This sucks.
2: But but we don't want to discourage them. There's some. I'm not discouraging
0: success. them. I just said they're lucky. I'm like s- I wish. Do you know how much? Do you know how much I wish I wasn't so insane? Like, <laughs> do you know how much more fun it would be? Like, I would be thrilled to leave twenty percent of the money and the action and the selfies on the table for a couple more vacations to watch. It'd be fun to know what on netflix you know like like i wish I, i'm not by the way i'm not joking i'm not telling people to be like me this isn't great this is just who i am
2: let's talk about that self-awareness right because that's the key to this you are authentically you yes and I, don't, I think the I key point here is hard. we're not saying be like gary
0: no i'm saying be how do like people, you.
2: yeah and how do people find that how do people find that thing that's authentically i them? don't know i really don't how I do they know when it's not
0: the results
2: there are some people who will be authentically themselves in a business, and it won't work. And
0: great. They may have everything else going for them.
2: And you tell those guys what? Try Mazel again? Tov. Get talk.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, what do you mean? Like, everything's going great for you, but you can't build a business? Great. Get an awesome job that you like, and your life is
2: set. How many times should people, you know, this year today is a result of 15 years of hustle with one good business and a dozen failures. I kept at it. And I think we got something pretty special here. Yep. A lot of people don't keep at it. Right. How? When do you know when to throw in the towel?
0: You know, I think that's a personal question for everybody, right? There's family dynamics. You may have a parent pass away. It might be a good thing. Like you're you're you you've hit a zone where you're content and this is what you want. I I don't think to me that. I, you can see my tone has changed. I think it's a very personal question. You know, It's hard to judge. I'm sure there's plenty of people who gave up one month before after doing it for three years and that next month was going to be the moment and that's sad. But I think we all know there's so many people that have gone too far and too long and that hurt them. I think that comes down to self-awareness and looking at results. Here, here's what I would say, guys. It doesn't matter what I just said for the last 20 minutes. It doesn't matter the reverse of my argument for the last 20 minutes. It's a constant storm to try to figure out what you're about and you change. At 26, you're all about the hustle, you're gonna be a billionaire, this and that, and then you go to the bar one night and you fall in love. And it changes what you care about, right? And then you have a child and then this happens and then that happens. Things change. You just have to always consistently try to figure out what's driving you and not because other people are watching and not because that's what your dad wants and not that because that's what you said was going to happen and it doesn't look like it and your family is going to judge you. You just have to be as real with yourself as possible and that is a very difficult struggle but when you're not, you create enormous vulnerability and unhappiness.
2: And that could be very, that can be very uh, problematic personally on, your, on the home life, Right. I mean, how do you balance that?
0: Over-communication. You know, Lizzie and I talk and, and I never give people relationship advice and people ask me all the time because a lot of you know that I work so much and everybody has different relationships and I have to over-communicate with my wife and understand how she's ticking and what's making her happy and what's not and, it's, and, and what she said last week is irrelevant to, to tomorrow. You know, people are like, oh, you said you were going to support me. That was two years ago and things change. And so it's a constant stream of communication, no different than what you should be having with your employees and your partners, and you do that with your spouse and, and your partner and things of that nature. What's
2: the average time you get home at the end of each day?
0: 11 p.m.
2: And you're offline weekends? Yes. Is that work?
0: Yes, so far, but it might change. And the kids are getting older, and it's not working for me. One of the biggest things that I want to change going forward is coming home around dinner and eat with them and then go back out. And so that's something for me. That's, that, you know, like, it, it, it evolves. It evolves. I've, I'm taking seven weeks vacation now instead of two. That's a lot, that's a big change for me. That It evolves. So between weekends and seven weeks vacation, it's not like, you know, like, I don't know, that seems like, I feel lazy.
2: Yeah, man, you got to pick up your game. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you... Um... How do you, so you mentioned you you don't have time for Netflix, you don't have time for this other stuff, but how do you balance the time to figure out? But
0: I have time for the Jets for seven hours, you know, 16 times a year on a Sunday. Everybody needs escapism. You have to understand, and it's a great opportunity with a lot of people watching for me to clarify this. I'm not judging you if you're watching House of Cards and play Madden all day. I'm judging you if you're complaining that you're not successful professionally and doing that all day. Got it? That's the distinction. Do you. You know how many people are very happy making forty-five thousand a year and surfing every weekend, making two hundred thousand a year, and like I'm not ju- Who the fuck am I to judge you? I'm judging the people that email me every day saying my shit's not working. I'm not lucky. I don't get it. And then are watching full seasons of House of Cards, playing Madden all day, taking the entire weekend off. I didn't take any of my weekends off for the first fifteen years of my career. So you know. I'm, I'm just so you know, all the venom is for the complainers. You're good. You won.
2: How do you stay though with the curve, right? Like how do you, how much time? So number one, right? I think this is one of the best pieces of advice is most practical you give. Check in the top 100 apps in the app store every single day. You still do that? Every day. You do it today? Yep. See anything interesting?
0: Nope. <laughs> uh, only see something interesting once or twice a year. That's the point.
2: And what's your first move when that happens? You reach out to the founder? Yeah. Yeah?
0: Phil Toronto on my team, go dig into this, get me all the information, set up a drinks with the founder, find out if anybody invested, set up with them, audit, all in, all ships in, audit, audit.
2: Made any VR investments yet? Uh, No, but one's brewing. What do you you think of that? Where's it going?
0: I think people are going to lose a load of money betting on VR consumer over the next five years. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity in B2B. And I think 15 years from now, VR is going to be a
2: beast. We've got uh, the CMO of the Devils here today, Great. who's going to put headsets on Devils masks so people can at home buy tickets and watch via VR. What do you think?
0: I don't think it's going to happen.
2: I hope he's not here yet.
0: He won by doing it because he wants the press around doing it, and that gives awareness to the brand, and that's a good KPI. But do I think everybody here is going to watch the Devils game next year on VR? I do not.
2: What do you think they'll do? And when What's- I say
0: everybody, this is an early user crowd right? You're at Propeller. I don't, even, I don't think a good percentage of you will do it. I definitely don't think a good percentage of Ricky Thompson, who knows nothing about tech, is going to do it. And that's when I care. I care when Ricky Thompson knows about Snapchat. I care when Sally Arkansas cares about Snapchat. Not when Nerd <laughs> McGee's on it.
2: <laughs> I think he's here. Where, nerd, where are you? How, <laughs> what, but what do you, say, what do you think is the number one use case? And I'll bring this up because I think... Oh, dude,
0: it's going to take... By the way, VR
2: is the only potential arbitrage to the Internet.
0: It's the next platform. It just might be 15, 20. What's it going to affect? Life. Shopping, entertaining, gaming, all dating. Yeah. You know
2: what you're leaving out, though? The number one thing that tends to push tech advancement is porn. And that's where VR is being pushed right now. I
0: can't wait for VR porn.
2: <laughs> would, would you invest in that?
0: Uh, maybe.
2: Just to get the free headset?
0: Yeah. No, I. You know, like I I just think consumer, even even porn, I think is further away than people. Like, look, consumer behavior is underestimated. Guys, only twenty percent of products are bought in e-commerce. Like, we're still buying in stores. In 1996, when I started WineLibrary.com, 1997. If you told me that in 2016 only 20% would be e-com, I would have made fun of you. You don't see the future, you don't get it. It takes time for behavior to change. For you to sit at home and live your lives through that world or spend a meaningful amount of time will take time. I actually believe it will happen, but I think it's gonna be, I think headsets will never be at scale, ever. Meaning, by the time it's at scale, we'll be on contacts or some other version. I don't think we'll ever have mass headsets at home doing VR, mass, mass, like everybody. Maybe, but I just, I don't see it. I think it's going to take too long and there'll be advancements on the headsets. I got to go, right? Yeah, we do. Um, Hold on one second. Okay.
2: The ethos of the New Jersey Tech Meetup and the ethos of this event is about helping each other out. Great. What can we do? What can people here do today to help you out? Nothing. That's not true. You can't leave here thinking something.
0: Zero. I'm super uncomfortable with the ask. I don't want anything from you right now. And that makes me happier than coming up with what some bullshit What could they do for ass.
2: themselves that you believe in wholeheartedly that will make you feel good?
0: Do something nice for somebody else that brings them value without having expectations with something in return, which is something most of you can't do.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank you, guys. Hold on, buddy. Thank you, guys. Look up here. Much love. Smile. Hands up.
0: Hey, podcast. Um, Good afternoon, good morning. Uh, hope your workout is going well. Hope this flight is crushing it for you. I know so many of you listen as you travel. I uh, wanted to talk to you about Vayner Mentors, uh, the new product offering at Vayner Media. Uh, so many of you on the podcast have been asking me, looking through my email, so many of you have been asking me like, hey, my business is doing a million bucks, how do I get it to 10 million? A lot of you know my story of building my dad's business from three to 60 in a short period of time. I'm getting a ton of questions. You might have saw the video on Facebook, but I know a lot of audiences just living on the podcast, so I wanted to do this like kind of pre-roll before you listen to today's podcast. Go to GaryVee.com slash Pod. There's an S in the mentors, Vayner mentors Pod. GaryVee.com slash Pod to get information on our new consulting offer at VaynerMedia. I promised my CFO that I'd get a bunch of customers for it. Uh, VaynerMedia is... Completely flabbergasted by the results we're seeing from 4Ds and Vayner Mentors so far. And I know that at least one to five of you who are listening, of the millions that are listening to the podcast, are in that place right now where you have not been able to grow your business from that one to five. Basically, the goal of Vayner Mentors is if your business is doing one to five million in revenue and it has been doing that for the last two or three years, you're kind of plateauing. We've created a consulting product that ranges in the range of like 150,000 to 500,000 to get you from three to 10, three to 20. We've taken some of the best experts from Vayner Media to put it on it. I would highly recommend that this is your reality to go to garyvee.com slash vaynermentorspod. Vayner Mentors with an S, P-O-D. garyvee.com slash vaynermentorspod.